This is 5-Minute Friday, episode number 252, Data Science in Construction. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Super excited to have you back here on the show. Today, we're continuing our series of episodes about data science in different industries, and the one for today that we have is construction. A very cool, very exciting industry to be in. Let's see how data science is applied. First off, construction is the process of constructing a building or infrastructure. It's different from manufacturing in that it typically takes place on a location for a known client. Whereas in manufacturing, we just create a lot of stuff and then somehow we sell it off. Um, the revenue for construction in 2015 was $8.5 trillion and is expected to go up to $15.5 trillion, that's trillion with a T, by 2030. Uh, the percentage of total GDP for construction worldwide is about 15%. So as you can imagine, that's a massive industry, uh, way bigger than, for instance, even mining, uh, one of the largest industries in the world, actually. And... In uh, developed countries, the percentage of total GDP, as you can expect, is a bit uh, less, actually quite a bit less since the countries are already developed. It's only 6 to 9% in developed countries. Um, one thing, one caveat before we jump into the examples of data science and construction is that according to a, McKin a 2018 McKinsey report, construction is one of the slowest industries to start using AI, which means that the current use cases are going to be quite simple. Uh, but on the other hand, that also means it's a very exciting place to be because there's a lot of untouched territory and a lot of places where you as a data scientist, as a machine learning engineer, as an AI expert, where you can add value. So listen up, let's see what's going on in the world of construction today. Example or use case of data science number one is work process streamlining. So construction projects are uh, very complex, there's a lot of materials moving around, equipment, people, workers, and they, this can be very inefficient. At times, materials might go in one direction when they might be need, need to go in another direction. People might not be using optimal routes for their movements and how they approach their tasks and things like that. So by using uh, wearables and computer vision algorithms, we can uh, pinpoint underutilized resources, define bottlenecks, optimize routes, and so on. The example here is that analyzing this type of data allowed construction company Skanska USA to reduce the amount an average worker needs to walk in a day from 6 miles to 4. And in turn, this boosted productivity by roughly an hour per worker per day. As you can imagine, for a massive construction project, that can be a lot of time saved and a lot of increased efficiency. And by the way, as usual, you'll be able to get all the links for these case studies in the show notes at www.superdayscience.com slash 252. Example or use case of data science in construction number two is reducing waste. So when I read these figures, I was actually quite shocked. This is, this is pretty shocking stuff here. So construction projects actually have a lot of waste. I, I never knew, I never thought about it this way. In fact, estimates say that as much as up to 30% of the material delivered to a building site ends up as waste. That's, that's quite a large number, but that's not all yet. Uh, as an example, in the UK, 
50% of all landfill is actually construction waste. How crazy is that? 50% of all landfill in the whole of the country um, or the kingdom is actually, 50, uh, is actually from construction sites. And uh, according to one expert, uh, this um, can represent as much as 25% of a building's cost. Now, even if you take those numbers with a grain of salt and you know, even you go ahead and halve them, except for the 50% one, because that, that one came from an official UK government document, even if you halve the other ones, it's still massive numbers. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of opportunity to use machine learning, data science, um, and other technology to reduce this waste and may create a lot of saving opportunities. So the example here is that computer vision, like that developed by a company VOCA, V-O-C-A, can be used to track the arrival of materials on a site and compare them to a project schedule in real time to signal under deliveries and to prevent delays. Um, there we go. So that was example number two, or use case number two. Use case number three, augmented reality. So we usually think of augmented reality or AR as uh, applied to gaming. Like a lot of examples we've heard of is uh, focused on entertainment and games and so on. Uh, for instance, uh, Pokemon Go, which was quite, quite uh, popular back in 2015 and still is around. Uh, but AR actually has huge applications in construction. For instance, um, we, once a build, when a building is being constructed or before it's being constructed, it's very important to understand how it will fit within its surroundings, both aesthetically and structurally. Um, and you know, can, can the ground actually hold that much? How, how will the whole, you know, the, how will the whole uh, setup work with all the existing buildings and all the existing roads and things like that? And that's what augmented reality can be used for. Um, uh, we've got two examples here. So example number one is apps such as Smart Reality allow users to upload their 3D models and superimpose them directly into the environment on a 2D map. I had a look at the video they have on YouTube, just briefly, it looks quite exciting. Example number two is, in 2011, after an earthquake hit New Zealand, an augmented reality model of Christchurch before the disaster was used by city planners and engineers to visualize what used to be there, as well as what the actual scope of the destruction was. So as you can see, having this information um, in augmented reality tools can actually be very helpful in uh, situations like this even. Example or use case number four, use case of uh, data science and construction number four, smart bidding. So this is an interesting one. Uh, my brother actually works in construction. He's a, well, one of my brothers is a civil engineer. So I've heard quite a few stories about this. So construction projects typically work like this. So there's a client, some company or maybe the government needs something built like a bridge or a, a skyscraper or something else, um, a warehouse, maybe a dam, whatever it could be. And then there's a contractor. So the company that actually comes in and bids for the work. They say, all right, this project, based on your description, based on the requirements, based on you know all the, thing, all the things that you uh, put out in the, in the documents, it's going to cost uh, us this much, it's going to take this much time. Uh, well, the, that's not the end of it. Like the contractor doesn't actually build the object, the complete the project on their own. They, uh, the contractor actually subcontracts the work to different, to a variety, to 
hundreds if not thousands of different subcontractors so some subcontractors might go and you know clean the land another subcontractor might do the digging another subcontractor might you know bring in the cement another subcontractor might um, you know like put, put do the bricklaying somebody might do the seals somebody will another subcontractor will go and do the telecommunications another subcontractor at the end the subcontractor some will do the plumbing and then the finishing touches so Construction projects are actually very involved in terms of the amount of parties and uh, different, yeah, basically different parties that are working on them. So it's not just one contractor, especially for the bigger projects, there's tons and tons of subcontractors and then subcontractors might subcontract that and so on. So estimating the value of these projects is very difficult, not just in terms of materials, uh, but also in terms of the actual labor that's required and how you know subcontractors might be engaged. So for instance, a client or an engineer working for the client for the company that actually needs the building constructed or uh, for the government they might estimate the price of a project to be like two million dollars or something but then a bid might come in at 1.5 million dollars so much lower than they estimate or two and a half million dollars much higher because they can't they it's hard to keep all those things to take all those things into account um, or a company might be expecting a massive profit for instance they're building a um, residential building and they're expecting that once they build it and sell off they'll have much massive profit but in reality because they didn't calculate everything appropriately it might be, they might be barely covering the cost or running at a loss so that's where data science artificial intelligence machine learning can come in to assist the estimates of such projects and the whole bidding process on both sides from the clients from the uh, contractors and from the subcontractors and just reduce that uncertainty and make things clear on where the costs are coming from and the example here is eBuilder which is a cloud-based construction management solution that gives users performance data across the project lifecycle they're claiming that users of their software report savings of over four percent might not might not sound like a lot but imagine a ten million dollar construction project that's four hundred thousand dollars in savings right there and as we discussed at the start, the industry is still in its starting stages. If you think you can do better than 4%, then you've got you know, the green light to go ahead and create something even cooler than that for smart bidding. And uh, use case number five of data science in construction, operation and maintenance optimization. So once a building is complete, the construction work is over, but the building stays and actually requires maintenance and as a good, a good rule of thumb is that it costs about five times as much to man, maintain and operate an office building during its lifetime as it does actually building it that's quite a staggering number five times as much to maintain a building over its useful life and what we're talking about here is for instance he, properly heating and cooling buildings or tracking traffic stress levels on bridges Things like that can dramatically reduce the operating and maintenance cost. And as you can imagine, the, with the proliferation of data, these are things that are very straightforward, very straightforward we think about these that we can use data science for, you know, heating, cooling buildings, calculating when to heat or cool it, um, tracking stress level on bridges, that's also a typical data science, something that we could probably solve with data. Uh, the example here is lean heat is an Internet of Things solution that uses AI to optimally control and monitor centrally heated buildings. 
Using this system reduces energy consumption by 6% and peak power demand by 17%. So there you have it. That's data science in construction and five use cases with examples. Of course, there are more examples and use cases and there are probably even more opportunities because as we discussed at the start, this uh, construction is one of the slowest industries to take up AI. Therefore, if you're interested in construction, well, hopefully some of these examples gave you some great ideas and I truly hope you will revolutionize the space if you get into it. And on that note, you can get the sources uh, for this research at superdatascience.com slash 252 if you'd like to dig in further. And I look forward to seeing you back here on the podcast next time. Until then, happy analyzing.